So is the Lord in the storm, or isn't he? On the surface, the first reading in the gospel might seem to give different answers to this question, and it's not merely academic. One of the questions atheists often love to ask is, where was God in the tsunami? Or where was God when that house burned down? A superficial reading of the famous story of Elijah's encounter with God might lead one to think that God is nowhere to be found in natural disasters. The gospel, by contrast, seems to put Jesus right in the middle of the storm, tossing the boat around. So which one is it? If we look a little closer, we'll see that both the gospel and the story of Elijah present essentially the same message. Both readings call us to put our trust in God, even in the face of the destructive forces of the universe, even when God seems hidden. The things Elijah encounters before hearing the tiny whispering sound are all images people might naturally interpret as symbols of God's power. A strong and heavy wind, an earthquake, fire. In fact, some of these same images appear elsewhere in scripture as signs of God's presence. At Pentecost, as the disciples are praying, they hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and they see tongues as of fire appear over their heads, symbolizing the gift of the Holy Spirit. On Mount Sinai, God appears to the Israelites with flashes of lightning and peals of thunder, descending on the mountain in the form of fire. In light of these common images for God's presence, what are we to make of the Elijah story? Is it meant to undercut the more popular views of how God makes himself known? That seems unlikely. Rather, the Elijah story teaches us that God is found not only or even primarily in spectacular cosmic phenomena. Most of us never have, and in all likelihood never will, encounter the dramatic presence of God in a way similar to his appearance on Mount Sinai or at Pentecost. The Elijah story teaches us that God also can be found paradoxically in the tiny whispering sound. The original text is even more mysterious and paradoxical. One might translate the phrase, a tiny whispering sound, as the sound of silence. The contrast with the other phenomena Elijah witnessed is striking. We hear how the wind was rending the mountains. Presumably the earthquake and the fire were equally destructive. And yet it was in the silence that Elijah encountered the Lord, who is to be found in stillness and peace. But we can find him there only if we put our trust in him, if we recognize him even when he seems to be absent or hidden, even in the midst of threats of destruction. The gospel makes a similar point. The disciples sailing across the lake were being tossed around by a strong wind much like the one Elijah witnessed on the mountain. And into that storm walks Jesus. And just as Elijah did not see the Lord in the strong wind or the earthquake or the fire, Jesus does not make himself manifest by some spectacular miracle. Rather, he calls Peter to faith, inviting the poor fishermen to approach him, the calm and the source of peace in the midst of the storm. Christ the word of God, is also the sound of silence in the raging wind, the presence of God among his disciples, and he can be approached only with the eyes of faith.
It would be misleading to say that he is not in the storm or in the wind in any way, but that's not the place we are to look for him. Rather, we must look for him in the silence, putting our trust in him despite the dangers we see on every side. Our nation has been battered and continues to be battered by numerous storms this year, both metaphorical and literal. And it would be easy to be distracted by the destructive forces around us. It would be imprudent simply to ignore these storms, but it would be just as foolish to allow ourselves to be consumed by them. In the midst of the various trials we're all facing these days, the most important thing we can do is to seek the Lord in the silence of prayer, to place our trust in him, confident in his providential care for us. May Christ, the word of God, draw us into his silence and so strengthen us to face the storms of our time with courage and hope.